Hey guys, you're listening to the Turning Point Podcast, where we talk about life lessons and how turning points can shape our journey. Today, I'm beyond excited to introduce my guest. His name is Josh Rodriguez. He is an internet TV podcast personality and a producer that has been seen in the Fumble, Fantasy Smack Talk, Fanium Fantasy, and The Dime with Josh Rodriguez. He currently produces and makes appearances on the popular podcast, Straight Talk with Ross Matthews. You can learn more about him and his work by searching on Instagram for Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. This is episode six, Life and Sports. Well, hi, Josh, and thank you so much for being part of the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Cool. So... I like to kick off the conversations with guests as kind of understanding your journey and kind of what brought you to what you're doing currently. And I kind of wanted to know how did you begin a career in podcasting and being a producer and exclusively for for sports because that's what you're currently doing, right? Yeah, mostly I do sports. My other job is with uh, Ross Matthews, who's on RuPaul's Drag Race. He's a judge, so it's complete opposite of sports. But, <laughs> but I mean, it will lead to that. Um, my journey it was an accident, to be honest with you. It was a complete accident. I was a music producer. I was pursuing a career in music, and I moved out to Los Angeles with, I guess, a skill set of audio engineering because as a producer, you need to know how to engineer certain things. Um, but I also had a background with communications. I, I graduated from Ryder University, which is in New Jersey, uh, with a communications degree in radio and television, and I had a lot of on-camera experience. And moving out to Los Angeles with no job, I decided to apply to a lot of YouTube channels, and I got a job at AfterBuzz TV strictly as a host. And what ended up happening was they needed an engineer. I had an audio engineer background, so then I applied for that. They decided to hire me because I was the only one in-house. And the rest just kind of snowballed. They needed uh, a producer and an audio engineer for Ross Matthews, who was recording his podcast there at the time. And they decided, just a stroke of luck, to link me with Ross. And then once I got that job with Ross, it just, you know, people start calling you to do their podcast and things like that. Nice. So this wasn't actually the dream, right? No, it wasn't the dream, but it's it's something that I, I love doing at the same time. I mean, the dream for me, to be honest with you, was like, I want to be in the NBA. <laughs> and then, you know, by high school, you realize that's not happening for me. But um, no, well, it's, how it's, tall are you? Can you can I'm, you even I'm get only, in the NBA? I'm only six feet tall. No, there's, it's <laughs> no, when you you're can. five. Isn't Stephen Curry like five? Yeah, something? but he's a he's a freak of nature. He's yeah, he he's he's like six three. He's a little taller than the lead of, uh people lead him out to be, but he's um he's a you know he's an anomaly. He's one of a kind. So you know it, it's I'm not mad at it though. I'm I'm happy with the career path that I have right now. It's something I like to do. I like to entertain. I like to produce. So I'm very happy with the way my life is going right now. So do you consider yourself? I guess, and I like to ask this question: a creative, because most of the people that are just doing podcasts or creating content, they don't see themselves as a creative, but I'm like, you are, you're creating content, you're creating value for someone else. So do you see yourself in kind of that um, role as a creative? Oh, 1000%, yes. I mean, I, I create segments, you know, you come up with ideas, you do research saying, hey, how can we implement this research into the podcast or to a segment that's being creative? Um, you think of games, I do that, that's being creative. I hosted a trivia app last year. I had to write my script. That's being creative. I'm a music producer on top of that as well. I still do that. So that's being creative. There's a lot of different ways you can create and you don't have to be behind the microphone to do it. And uh, people who say that, I kind of feel bad <laughs> for those people who are saying that to you because they're selling themselves short. Exactly. And that that's exactly how I think about that. It's like you don't, because usually you say creatives and people think, well, that's a musician or maybe someone who's just in, in the arts and it's just painting something. They kind of line. But then 
you can create so many things that are not necessarily in like the arts. It could be content. It could be anything right. else. And you need to educate yourself on that content. Like sometimes people think that because you're you've been learning this for a couple of years, you're not an expert to talk about it. But it could be something that happened to you and you learn from their experience and now you're sharing it. And so many people on YouTube right now are doing that. Um, so that's what I try to explain to some guests when they come in and they're like, well, I don't think myself as a creative. I'm not sure that applies to me. Oh, no, absolutely. If you're creating any type of content or you have a hand in the content, you definitely are creating. Um, I had a question for those young listeners that are um, tuning into this podcast. Mm -hmm. If they want to have a career path like yours, which is just an entertainment, being in podcast, being in radio, producing, all this awesome stuff that you're doing, uh, what tips would you tell them? Or do you, I guess, let's, let me kind of back track a little bit do you even recommend them to go to college or do you <laughs> recommend them to kind of start doing their own things right after high school like oh that's tough <laughs> yeah what do you what do you think about that uh, that's a very good question actually um because honestly i never had anyone ask me if i had a degree in what i do but when i do say i have a background they it does help me out i would say go to college i don't think it's a bad thing to go to college obviously student debt is a huge crisis and that's another topic <laughs> we can go down but so so go to a college you don't need to go to an expensive college but i i would say go to one if you have a background in audio engineering that can help uh that's what helped me to be honest with you my music uh background helped me a lot because i, I knew sound i knew how to manipulate sound i knew how to edit sound so you definitely need to know that but then again i didn't go to school for that so you know, it's, it's, it really just depends. I don't think an education can hurt you. Um, the advice I would give someone is just to create, just keep creating. You have to figure out what works and what doesn't. You have to find your voice. You have to find what you're good at. You have to find what you're bad at and you have to exploit what you're good at and work at what you're bad at. And there's nothing wrong with that. Be uncomfortable. It's okay to be uncomfortable. If you're uncomfortable, you're growing and that's great. Um, also learn the ins and outs of everything. Like I can't tell you how many times people have been like, can you put my podcast on iTunes or Spotify? And to me, it's the most simple thing, but a lot of people don't know how to do it. They don't want to bother learning how to do the back end work that is simple, but, uh, people like me are very valuable. So I've made money doing that as well. So learn everything, learn the ins and outs and don't be afraid to be uncomfortable. And that's the thing. It's like when, when I was starting to do my podcast, which wasn't that long ago, there's videos everywhere to figure out how to use like podcast host and kind of upload your content. Mm -hmm. And just people just don't want to do the work. You know what I mean? They want to do the fun stuff, which is recording and interviewing people or whatever it is that they're doing. But the actual work of, I don't know, making the logo, getting the podcast host, right. getting a website, like all that stuff, it could be, it can be fun because you have to figure out your brand. Like right. I think building your brand is most important and then kind of figuring out the back end. But it takes time. It's not like, and then figuring out music, like just royalty free music is another yep. big thing. So I think it's great for someone that's doing exactly what you're saying. Like, you know, learn everything. And as you're building kind of a career, you can even charge, have like a side hustle of yeah. teaching people how to do podcasting. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what I do, to be honest with you, because a lot of people, they want information and they, they seem like they, <laughs> it's funny, a lot of people are, they seem 
to be clueless. They're not really clueless. They just don't want to do the work. But if you know what the work entails, you can make money as a side hustle. And also be consistent. If you're going to have a podcast, if you're going to have a video podcast or a vlog, do it every week. Set a day aside. I'm going to do this on Tuesdays. And make sure you follow through every single week. It's like a workout. If you miss a few weeks or whatever, you're, you're going to you know, lose your audience. You're, you're going to slack a little bit. But if you do it every week, your audience will slowly grow. You'll become dependable and it'll become a habit. And that's a good thing. Well, I started with a bi-weekly one and then eventually it was yeah. like, I'm kind of liking it and I can produce content fast enough and I kind of moved it to weekly and I, you can see the spikes in things, how they've grown from me posting every two weeks because by then people forget about you. You know what I mean? You're not, you're right, not Gary right. V. You're not, they're not going to remember you, which is by posting a couple of them. So you really have to create a brand. Um, and I think that that's a, a great way to kind of go into that question that I have for you too. Um, do you did you create a brand or do you feel it's important to have a brand in order to be successful in podcasting or do you think the brand will grow as you continue to grow your um i guess your listener base or anything like that what do you think about that yeah brand is very important i mean people have to identify with something unfortunately that's just how we are as human beings we have to be able to connect with um what we're listening to what we're watching so having a brand is very important and not just a brand but it has to look professional you know, if, if it doesn't look professional, a lot of people are just going to kind of steer away from your brand. If it doesn't sound professional, they're going to steer away from your brand. So my advice is to, yeah, you want a graphic designer, but you don't want to, you don't want to go cheap. You don't want to, you know, find someone who does sketches for like $10 and just because it's cheap, you know, you get a, a logo for 10 bucks. You want to make sure you spend the money, invest in yourself and make sure the brand is exactly what you want it to be. Cause that's very important. I mean, it could be the difference between someone clicking play or not clicking play. Yep. The good thing is like if you know, and at least this is what I think, if if you if you're kind of building a podcast um, or a YouTube channel and you know the type of community that you're going to build, it's great to go see what other people in that industry are kind of doing and right. kind of because you want to bring those same listeners to your channel. So whether it is like their thumbnail and YouTube has you know, a lot of red and blue and kind of like, I don't know, bold font, then maybe you want to do that because maybe that attracts whoever's listening to that right. particular thing. Um, and we don't take the time, we take the time perhaps to like learn how to do things, but we don't take the time to study other people. And, and that's key. Like a lot of people who are trying to be entrepreneurs, they study other entrepreneurs and what did they do back then? And again, things change because you might be studying Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban was successful <laughs> back in like, what in the nineties or something like yeah, that? Like <laughs> way like during the internet boom, like before <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Like during you dial up. <laughs> you can't really do that now. So it's like yeah. um but again, now he's in Shark Tank, so you can see what he's doing now and you can study what they're all doing. So you can kind of build a kind of an idea from that. Yeah, I mean, and also be yourself. You don't want to lose yourself, too. I mean, like, for instance, let's just take Mark Cuban. You would want to emulate what he does, but also don't lose yourself within that because a lot of people like genuine uh, people who are genuine. A lot of people like authenticity, and you have to bring that as well. So don't forget to keep yourself. Don't lose yourself. But, you know, it's not, it's not a bad thing to look at the success as others, of others and try to copy that. Exactly. I agree 100%. Yep. So um, kind of pivoting back to sports for a bit. Yeah. Um, I know you talk a lot. I think mostly you talk about the NBA, but you do talk about other sports, right? 
Yeah, um, so mostly it's the NBA. I have my own podcast called The Dime with Josh Rodriguez. It's strictly NBA. Um, I've also made appearances on this podcast called Unreview, which is an NFL podcast, and I've had my own fantasy football podcast. And a lot of the hosting that I do on internet TV is uh, fantasy football related. I was a host on Fantasy Smack, Smack Talk. I had a show called The Flex that was fantasy football related. And I just got hired by Fandium Sports just to talk sports in general. But it's mostly NBA some NFL and fantasy football. Nice, nice. If you have to pick your favorite sport, which one would that be and why? Like, for example, I, I played basketball in high school and I, I like, okay. loved it. But growing up and now as an adult, I like baseball. But I think he's oh, interesting. I got kind of lacy and you go to baseball <laughs> and it's like you go and have beer and you just like. Yeah. So I think I like that more than actually like I don't know if I would play baseball. That's funny. But uh, I would watch basketball growing up. But now I don't. And now it's like baseball's the thing. That's so funny. Uh, so that's funny you say that because it's, it's reverse for me. Baseball is my favorite sport growing up until I was maybe like 12. I uh, grew up like 10 minutes from Yankee Stadium. And I used to go to the games before they got really good. And no one was at the <laughs> No one was there. <laughs> um, no, but my favorite sport is basketball. I love basketball. I just love the pace of it. Um, it's exciting. The skill set. I mean, it's my favorite sport to play. I think it's the most entertaining live the vibe, the atmosphere, and even the culture surrounding basketball. You know, there's a big hip-hop culture, a big urban culture surrounding basketball that I really connect with. And um, I think that's a big reason why it's my favorite sport. That's awesome. Yeah. So when I when I was growing up and doing a lot of sports, I was very competitive um, to the point that I would be like, I was so defensive and like playing basketball that I would be like kicked out of the games. That yeah. It was that bad. Um so do you think in sports it's more important to be competitive or do you think it's better just to have more of teamwork? I know they go hand in hand to a certain yeah. point and I think they're they're both important. Um, but what do you think it's, it's truly important just for, for a kid growing up? What's a good skill to, to get from a sport? Teamwork, 1,000%. And I'll tell you why. I mean, I don't know how much NBA basketball you watch, but this is a perfect example. Right now, there's a player on the Thunder named Russell Westbrook who is the most competitive person on the planet. But he's so competitive that he think, he takes things so personally that he ends up sabotaging his team by playing selfish basketball. And that's the last thing you want to do. His competitive spirit's there. He means well. But at the end of the day, he takes horrible shots. He does uh, crazy things on the court just because he's that competitive and that, I, I wouldn't say he's selfish, but he wants to win that bad that he feels like he has to take it on himself and it's a detriment to his team. I think if you, you know, have a group of people around you, and this could be like in a podcasting environment, and like you're the audio engineer, but you have a host and you guys are on the same page and then there's a producer and everyone's on the same page and everybody's communicating and everybody doesn't really mind who gets the glory. I mean, it's, it's the perfect work environment and everybody ends up being better at their job because of it. So definitely teamwork. I also think like nowadays in basketball teams, they've kind of made it a thing of having like this one player who's like their golden boy. Right. And I remember like growing up, like back in, in the 90s, I was like, you know, a kid in school, I would watch basketball and it was like when Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and like that crew was playing it. Yeah, Michael Jordan was great, but I feel it was really more about teamwork. Like they played more as a team. It was always like, pictures of Michael Jordan, but it was like the rest of the team or like in the Knicks with um, Patrick Ewing. Like it was, a, it was a team thing. Like now it's like we have this one player and we glorify him and we forget right. about the rest of the team. Do, do you agree on that? Yeah, I mean, that's the one complaint I have about the NBA and the fans in general is that a lot of people 
gravitate towards a team because of one player and they end up being a fan of that one player and, you, and they disregard the team. So I, I definitely agree with that. It's part of the uh, mindset of an NBA fan that I don't like. I wish that people would see that a team-oriented system is better. You know, those teams like the Spurs have dominated throughout the 2000s because they were a team. The Warriors, you think Steph Curry, but at the same time, I mean, he's a team player. He doesn't mind Kevin Durant coming on his team and shining. He doesn't mind passing the ball to Clay. That's a big reason why they're the dynasty that they are. So, you know, it's it is what it is. But I I, I think teamwork in, is the most important thing in any type of environment, whether it's sports or your job or family, everything. So, do you think sports can actually teach us like actual life lessons, like anything as as an adult and as a kid? Because adults now, with like Meetup dot com and all those kind of resources out there, they're joining leagues that you know a neighbor makes, basically, and it's like dodgeball or basketball or volleyball. Do you think they can actually teach us anything about life? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of the things that I've learned from life had to do with my coaches. I mean, even something simple as like showing up early to something or being on time um, is something I've learned from sports. I mean, I remember my baseball coach saying, if you're on time, you're late. So I would show up 15 minutes early to my practices. And that stuck with me now. So like if I have a meeting with you, say you and I were going to meet, I'd be there 15 minutes early because I respect your time. Like respecting time is something I learned from sports. Teamwork is something I learned from sports. Um, Keeping your cool, like keeping um, un- under pressure is something that I learned as well. You know, not panicking when things get tough. That That's something I learned from sports as well. There's a lot of lessons that I feel like I can attribute to sports. I completely agree with that. Yeah. I'm not sure if you know why the podcast called the the Turning Point Podcast. It's essentially like I, I'll talk with like creatives and influencers that are guests in the podcast. And they, they will tell me like a turning point in their life where something just like clicked or changed. And they kind of like... I don't know, made a new path in their life. Do you have any particular turning points in in your life? And it could be anything from like when you were in school trying to, you know, educate yourself to have a bachelor's degree or currently now of anything that you've done that was like, oh, that kind of clicked and kind of changed my mindset. Um, I don't know if I have a particular moment in time, but I do know that I have a mindset where I was working in the city, in New York City for about two, three years. Um, I was doing a desk job that I just hated and I'm like, this is not what I want my life to be. And there's nothing against working those type of jobs. It's just that as, as someone who's creative, like I am, I, you know, a lot of people can relate that if we are in an office environment with a cubicle, we feel like we're being caged in <laughs> and I just decided to quit. I, it was, it was something I contemplated doing. And then one day I was like, you know what, I'm going for it. And I just walked into uh, my manager's office and I gave my two weeks notice. I had no plan whatsoever. Um, but I knew that this was something that I didn't want to do anymore. And I had enough money saved up where I was like, okay, I could fall back for a little bit, you know, for a month or two and, you know, find an apartment, find a place to live. And I ended up moving out to Los Angeles, but I, I can't, I couldn't tell you the exact moment for me because it, it did brew for a month or two, but I finally got the courage one morning. Just like, I can't do this anymore. Like I'm, my life doesn't feel fulfilled at all. That is a turning point for sure. Yeah, we don't yeah. need to know the, the, you know, I'm not asking for like the day and the time it happened. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah but but sometimes <laughs> you have a moment or a thought like, and then this happened, and then I thought to my like, I don't, I don't remember specifically having that. I just remember it like slowly brewing over, you know, a month or two. Yeah, and I think that happens to all of us. Like, I work in tech and I like what I do, but at the same time, it's yeah. like I can't be creative in what I'm doing because most of the time I'm either like uh, coding or or just solving a complex problem. Um, but I was like, I can try to build my podcast and build that brand and see where it goes from there, right? So right. you never know that eventually be my turning point later on. 
Yeah, I mean, we all have different turning points, and we all want something out out of life that's different. I mean, what I want out of life might be different from you, and 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 that's okay. I just, you know, for me, it was just I I wasn't I felt like I wasn't myself. I felt like I lost myself, and I needed to find myself again. Yeah, sometimes we can't really take like a passenger seat in your own life, right? Because that's what we feel like. Society yeah. tells us that we need to do certain things a certain way. And when you don't follow that formula, it's like, then you feel guilty with yourself. Oh my God, you hit it right on the head. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better. So I completely agree. And and at yeah. least, you know, that's what I try to focus a lot in, in the podcast is like, don't feel that you need to kind of do this formula or what society, it's over what your parents tell you if you're a kid or whatever it is, like do whatever makes you happy. And if that means that you got to be a little bit frugal with your life, because at that time you don't really have the money to live the way that you want to, then you do that for a couple of years until you start building up that income, right? Exactly. Yep. I mean, you got to be smart about it too. I mean, it, you you do want to have a plan. You, I mean, I didn't have a plan. <laughs> I just wanted to go to Los Angeles. But but you do want to be smart about it as well, yeah. I didn't have a plan either. I'm from Puerto yeah. Rico. So when I left... Hey, yeah, yeah. I, are you from Puerto Rico too? <laughs> my parents are from Puerto Rico. My, my grandparents. I'm, I'm second generation American. Nice. My, well, were but you as born far in as it goes, States? Yeah, I was born in... Uh, the Bronx, Our Lady of Mercy Hospital. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Oh, so when you meant the city, you were actually living like in New York. Yeah, I mean, I was in Riverdale. If you tell people you live in Riverdale in the Bronx, like, that's not the Bronx. I'm like, geographically, <laughs> it's the Bronx. But uh, yeah, that's where I'm originally from. Nice. So yeah, I didn't have a plan either. I like I left yeah. the island with like three suitcases and I was like, I'm going to San Francisco because I'm going to work in tech and I'm going to be the next ah. Mark Zuckerberg. And that didn't work out the way I wanted it to. But, right. you know, I ended up in tech and I was making a decent leaving. So like, I'm fine. And but, you're still um, young. It could happen. You never know. You come up with some crazy idea you never know. tomorrow. You never know. I don't just... want to end up in the Senate, though, being interviewed <laughs> by them. So <laughs> <You know? laughs> minus that part. No, we'll okay. this story there. <laughs> it's a whole nother discussion. That's awesome. That's awesome. So now you're in L.A. Yes. And everything's going great. I see that you are, I know you mentioned a few of the shows that you're doing, um, but what is, what is the, um, I guess the show that's bringing in the most listeners or the one that you're most excited about? Oh, that's easily straight talk with Ross Matthews. It has nothing to do with sports, but it's my, it's by far my favorite thing to produce. And <laughs> it's the one thing I don't do with sports. And to me, it's the most fun. So <laughs> what do you guys talk about in that show in particular? So Ross Matthews is a celebrity. He was, uh, he used to be, on E, he used to do the red carpet stuff for E. He was on Jay Leno. He was Ross the intern, and then he, he ended up become, becoming part of the show. And now he's a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race. He's basically a, you know, he's looked at as a role model in the LGBTQ community. I met him through yeah. AfterBuzz TV when I was a host. And I just got lucky enough to uh, <laughs> get assigned to his podcast. And, you know, he ended up leaving AfterBuzz TV, but he wanted me to stick around because we got along very well. And, um, I'm glad he asked me to because I have such a good time. It, there's really no, there's not that podcast is about, uh, it's just about having fun. I, I I can't explain it. There's no specific thing that he talks about. It's just basically what happened to him that week. We have fun. We play games. Um, it's it's <laughs> it's ridiculous. You should give it a listen. I'm going to. I'm going yeah, to. Now I'm excited to learn more about fun. it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Ross is a he's a great guy. He's just as nice to me. Um, off off the podcast, he is on the podcast. He's very generous. He's very easy to work with. He's very laid back. Uh, the co-hosts on the podcast are the same. They, they're just beautiful people. Um, and, you know, I just a backstory. My brother was, um, he was gay. He ended up passing away three years ago. So being a part of that community kind I'm of so makes sorry. me feel, it's okay. Uh, it makes me feel like I'm still, you know, connected to him in some sort of way because, you know, my, my brother and I were very different. I mean, as you can tell, I, I don't want to use the word jock, but like I was very into sports, um, you know, just that type of you know, that type of lifestyle. I was always on the basketball court. I was always going out with friends. And my brother lived a very dark lifestyle. And, you know, growing up, 
he was born in 83, so being gay wasn't as accepted as it is now. And, um, you know, he ended up passing away. And, um, you know, it's nice to have that community there with me. I feel like they're family in some sort of way, and I feel a connection there. So it, it definitely, it's it's definitely my favorite part of the week. Yeah, and I, and I can definitely relate to that. You know, I'm, I'm gay and I'm married now, and, like, my family is okay with that. But especially yeah. being Puerto Rican and coming from that island where, you know— everyone's a catholic so like this is yep. like you're horrible <laughs> you're you know you're going to hell forget it you're done right. so it was it was very uphill and then eventually like by the time i moved out of the island i was already 25 so like the teenage oh, wow. years w yeah. i i lived through them in, in the island so it is definitely hard and and i had some friends that unfortunately passed away too so it is hard but i i kind of like that you now are kind of working with people in the community and helping yeah. them or just, you know, just like you said, it's like a family. Yeah. And, it, and I, you know, I grew up, I mean, just from, I, I know it sounds crazy, but like when I was young, I mean, when I was like two or three, like I knew my brother was gay before I even knew what gay was, if that makes any sense. Yep. And so growing up, I was, it just blew my mind how people would treat him or like things I would hear on TV or like opinions of my conservative friends, families. And I, I became very protective of him and very protective of the community. So even though he's gone, I still want to do things to help that community. I still want to be a part of that community because I consider myself a fierce ally, like a very fierce ally of the LGBTQ community to the point where I have had people like, are you gay yourself? I'm like, no, I'm not gay. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just, I love the community. And, um, you know, it's being on Ross's show is, I, I think it's perfect because it shows that a person like me who's like very into sports and, um, you know, who, who you don't think would be an ally it is, can be, and there are people like me who are allies. And I think it's very important. I, and I, I take that voice very seriously. And the community by far needs them. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially with certain parts of the States where they're just like, yeah, I'm not tolerating this, like get away from me. Yeah. And, and I've met, like I've come up close with people from certain States that do not respect this. And, and I'm like, I'm not, you know, I'm going to be a good friend to you. I'm going to be nice and you're going to change your mind because you're going to see me as a person right? versus putting a label and then judging me for that label. Yeah. And I've, I've run into a lot of those people in my, um, my town here. I mean that I, I, I moved out, well, not here, but back in New York when I was, um, growing up, I moved out of the Bronx into Rockland County, which is about 20 minutes, 30 minutes North of Manhattan. And there's a lot of conservatives around there who, I mean, I would get asked stupid questions like, does your brother look at you when you're changing? Like just stupid ignorance stuff. Oh, okay. And you just realize that like, you can't really change their minds right on the spot. But if, if you just kind of work it in very slowly, eventually they'll come around because when my brother passed away, I've had some friends who I thought were homophobic. They're like, listen, your brother, like he, he showed me a lot. Like he was the first gay person I ever really knew. And he, because of him, I, I was able to change my opinion on, on gay, uh, gay marriage and, and the LGBTQ community. So, I mean, hearing that, I mean, although he did pass away, that was really sad. It, it was bittersweet to hear the effect that he had on a lot of people's lives. And I also think is like, if you're coming from a place of like hate, then you're like, that's messed up. But if you're coming from a place of like, I don't understand this. Can you like explain it to me? I don't understand how maybe with transgender people, like how can they right. feel a, like, how can you feel as a man when you're a woman? Like when people ask from actually a, a point of view of trying to be educated because they don't understand it and maybe they're hoping that you can explain it in a different way. Right. Um, it, it helps. And, and it's funny because I would tell, I would tell a lot of people and they were like, Oh wow, that, that makes a lot of sense. I'm like, Im imagine, right? Imagine you're going to work and you dressed up in the morning and, you know, put your, your best suit on that day. Cause I don't know, you were excited about going to work that day or whatever it is. 
And as you're walking to work, it starts raining. You don't have an umbrella. You get soaked. But you have meetings and all these commitments at work and you can't go home and change. So the entire day you have to stay with your clothes soaked and go through life that day that way. And I'm like, imagine that every day of your life. Imagine waking up and that happens every single day. Mm. Wouldn't you feel like shit? (laughs) And people are like, that is a great example. But like, that's literally what it is to be part not not part of the LGBT community because the, the community is great. It's just being uh, gay or lesbian or transgender. That's that's how it feels when when someone's like judging you or your life day to day when you're not maybe happy with yourself or your body or whatever it is. Um, just think of that example. And a lot of people, it helped them because a lot of people can't really see out of eye, not because their hate is blinding them. It's just they can't understand it. Well, they grow up privileged and priv- yeah. like whatever, whether it's, you know, straight privilege or it, whatever type of privilege it is, they walk outside, they don't have to worry about what type of clothing they're putting on, <laughs> what kind of message it sends, yeah. how they walk. I mean, I, I, I almost got into a fight with a guy because he was making fun of the way my brother walked. Like, it's just little things like that, that the LGBTQ community constantly has to be aware of that, you know, a straight guy like me, I never have to think about. And it's, it's, and I can acknowledge that. And I don't know why there's a lot of straight people who just don't want to acknowledge that there's a straight privilege just acknowledge it like it is what it is exactly. and then be an ally and help and then listen to the lgbtq community and something like sometimes it takes me like even though i have to like know that i have to shut the hell up right now and just listen to the lgbtq community and tell them what i <laughs> have them direct me what i need to do and, and not think what's not think what i think is best for them but have them tell me so that's another big part of it where people don't even want to listen because they think they know what's best so it's it's a it's a battle but i, I think that the tide is turning uh, in this country, you know, unfortunately, I don't get too deep into it. Unfortunately, we have an administration uh, that I don't feel confident in that's going to help it in that way. But I, I, I still think that, you know, at the end of the day, um, in the court of public opinion, things are changing. Yeah, I can't turn on the news. I lose my mind. I just, yeah, I, I'm like I'm this same. old man where I'm just screaming in the TV and like my TV is yeah. right next to my window. So if someone's like, like I have a townhouse, but you can still see kind of inside. So I'm like, if I'm yelling, people are just thinking that I'm fighting with someone or they might see the TV. I look like a weirdo, but. No, she's just watching the news. Yeah, just, every day of my life here. Um, but not not going back to that subject, but it's interesting yeah. because also like um, I have short hair. I, I wear like T-shirts and like polos and like jeans. Like I don't, if, you're, if I'm walking and you're like, far away from me i don't really look like a girl so like i don't get like jumped or attacked or anything like that you know as other women unfortunately do so i never understood when like my wife or other friends that i have that are women would be like well i have to walk to my car with keys in between my knuckles or i need pepper spray and i'm like wait what like i didn't understand that because i've had short hair since i was like maybe a little bit over 19 so again that's something else like i don't i don't think about or maybe some men don't think about, but it's something else that happens to other, I guess, communities. If you want to, you know, put women in kind of a community where they have to be oh, very careful where what they how they're walking or where they're walking because they're afraid absolutely. that them's going to jump on them. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, there's different privileges. I mean, that's I have I have male privilege. I'll never have to. I'll never in my life have to worry about that ever. You know what I mean? Like, I can't even imagine what it'd be like being a woman who's constantly being hit on or constantly has to turn their back because they, they fear that, you know, uh, another species is going to come and, and rape them. It's 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 a life that I can't fathom. I can't relate to. But I mean, it's up to us as males in this specific example to listen to women, understand that even though we can't relate to it from an anecdotal level, that it does exist and to be very empathetic towards it. And I feel like for some reason, I don't, I don't understand why this is. People just can't grasp 
grasp that concept that just because you can't relate to it anecdotally doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And, you know, like I said, I think the tide's turning, though. And um, I, I feel like this generation is a little more liberal, uh, the one beneath us, at least. I, I feel like you and I are the same age just by having this conversation. And um, I, I think the tide's turning a little bit. I'm, I'm very confident that going forward, things are going to start to change. It is. It is. I yeah. feel like it is as well. Again, like you said, the administration doesn't help, but it's like an older administration. They're like, what, right. ba- baby boomers, <laughs> I think maybe they all are. They're probably in their 70s. That would they, that's what they would fall into. Right. Um, but the newer generation is definitely making an impact, uh, especially with, um, Jesus, what's her name? Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Yes. <laughs> she has such a long name. And I'm oh, Latina. Like, I should be used yeah. to having, like, four Ask last her. names and three just middle by, names. And, just you know. call her a- AOC. <laughs> just call her AOC. Yeah. She's definitely making an impact. And she's, oh, she's, she's doing awesome. a great job. And, yeah. and it's kind of sad that they do kind of not make fun of her, but they always try to bring up the fact that she was a waitress. And I'm like, well, everyone has to start somewhere. I think that's such a good thing, though. I think that's such a great thing about her is it shows that anybody can do what she's doing. It's, it's a great story. It's a great story. Exactly. Just if you really put your mind to it, like it sounds corny as hell. But like when I knew I wanted to leave the island and what I wanted to do, I don't remember the last time I felt so strongly about doing something like that, that I've been able to do it after. Because then I went into, I started my 30s and I was like, well, I'm 30. I don't care. But in like in my 20s, I really wanted something bad right. enough. Like I would get it done. Right. And I'm like, I kind of missed that. I should figure out, <laughs> I have to figure out why I'm not that ambitious anymore, I guess, if, if that's the word. Well, um, maybe you have a nice career going. You have this podcast, which is pretty cool. So you, maybe you're doing what you want. <laughs> maybe there's nothing I need right now. Yeah, right now you're good. So I do I do like to kind of wrap up. I know we, we, we were like all over the place, but it was a very interesting conversation. I really appreciate it. Um, but I, I do kind of like to wrap up just, just asking the guest, is there any books, blogs, movies, anything that you have I guess, watched, read, or I guess an experience maybe that you've done recently that has kind of made a difference in your life. And it could be uh, for your career, personal, relationships, whatever it was, just something that um, the listeners can can learn from. Uh, that's a good question. Um, that's it's, it's weird that you asked that because I can't really point to anything uh, specific. I know that's not the answer you're looking for, but no, there's not fine. like a, yeah, I, I, I don't really have a book that really changed my life or or anything like that. I mean, I say this all the time and I, I, I don't want to go back to it, make it seem like I'm trying to harp on it. But like my relationship with my brother, like really shaped my worldview because he and I were pretty close. And, um, you know, I mean, it's not a book. It's not a movie. It's not. But I, I but watching it like, a, you know, how a younger sibling looks up to their older brother. So looking up to him and realizing a lot what he went through, like really shaped my worldview. <laughs> and then it made me feel like I had this responsibility to live the best life possible because of the privilege that I have. So, I mean, I've always been like very fiercely like I'm blessed I I'm very privileged like I there's no excuses for me like that's always what I tell myself so I mean I I guess that's the only way I can answer that question because outside of that there really hasn't been anything that really has shaped my worldview I'm not a big movie guy Um, I've read some books that you know I was more like a fictional reader rather than like an inspirational book reader so I mean that's probably the best answer I can give you for that no, that's great. And and again, like yeah. I, I asked the question, I maybe should rephrase it for, for future okay. interviews. But um, when I say something about a book or a movie or something, yeah. but again, this was a relationship. There was something that you, you actually like lived through with him. Yeah. And, you know, and sometimes it could have been like maybe not a sibling, but maybe like a mentor or something that they did some, uh, I don't know, some conversations that you had with them or something that happened that really kind of made a difference in your life. And for you, 
it was this relationship. And I think that is a, a good way of closing it too, that mm-hmm. you don't necessarily need to learn anything from a book or for or a blog or anything. Just live your life, right? And have good relationships with the people around you because um, they can add a lot of value to your life. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, call my brother. He's he's my cheat code. <laughs> I learned at a very young age that, hey, you know, not everyone's going to be the same as you. And that's OK. You love everybody. And because of him, I just his existence has helped me out in, in life. So I'm and very you, grateful. Yeah. You learn something that a lot of people struggle to even learn in like later in life. You learned yeah. it at a very young age. So that yeah. is that is there's a lot of value in that. Absolutely. Well, Josh, thank you so much for being part of the podcast today. I appreciate the time. I appreciate you having me on. This is a lot of fun. Thank you so much. All right, take care. And that is a wrap for episode six. I hope you guys really enjoyed this one. I sure did. We talked about the LGBT community, life lessons, becoming a creative and changing that career path to do those projects that you really enjoy. And if you are really enjoying the podcast itself, please go to iTunes, leave a rating, leave a review, share the iTunes link or the Spotify link with a friend with a family member, with a neighbor, whoever that is that you think would enjoy it. And maybe even go to patreon.com slash turning point podcast and become a Patreon so that I can continue to make great content for all of you guys. I'm looking forward to all the upcoming episodes. I have some great guests coming up and lined up. So definitely stay tuned for that. And for now, see you next time. Peace out.